Welcome back to another episode of It's a Bames Life podcast. Um, it's your host, Mose Isi, aka L, aka that B. You guys know who I am already, so we're not going to talk too much about me. I've got an, a fantastic panel here for me tonight, um, and we're going to be talking some very serious topics. We've been talking a lot of serious topics, guys, so you guys better be listening. I'm going to let them all introduce themselves because they're going to, they're, I, can't, I can't introduce them. They're doing amazing work, so I'm going to give them the platform to talk. So whichever one of you wants to go first. Right, I'm, I'm Clayton, I'm 20, I'm a student in Bristol and a co-founder of uh, All Black Lives Bristol. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Tiffany, I'm 16. I currently study in Sixth Form in Newport and I'm one of the co-founders of ABL Bristol. Hi, I'm Yvonne, I'm 20, I'm a student and I'm also one of the co-founders for All Black Lives Bristol. You guys are so cute. You're like really shy. Bless you. <laughs> you need to be coming out here with more fire. You guys are doing serious work. This is all Black Lives Bristol people. <laughs> These are the people who had us marching. These are the people who we set the tone for the UK. That's I genuinely believe yeah. that I believe Bristol set the tone for the UK and they are scared and they need to be scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think we put our stamp on after the first one. So um, so yeah, I want to say thank you to you guys, first of all, for coming on the podcast and also for coming up with All Black Lives Bristol. It's, it's been amazing. I've enjoyed every time that I've been there. Um, the momentum is still going, which is exactly what we need, because <laughs> dare anybody tell us that this is a moment. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to thank you guys. And also, how did you guys come together? How did you guys like formulate this force. So my friend Natasha, who is one of the three co-founders of All Black Lives UK, um, basically put out a tweet saying, I'm doing a big protest in London on the 7th of June. I need my mutuals in other cities to organise something. So I replied and I was like, yep, I'll set one up. And I've been friends with Sam for about four or five years. And I was like, Sam, let's set this up together. Obviously, as two white men, it was probably not the one for us to for us to do it on our own. We can we can use our white allyship, but it's probably not the best for us two to do it all on our own. So um, Sam got in contact with Lisa because he'd been to sick form with Lisa, and the three of us kind of started up the seventh. And then um, the next day after we kind of got together, um, we'd seen that Yvonne had kind of uh, organised another protest, maybe like the day or two before. Um, before ours was supposed to be so we were like oh no like what's going to happen we don't want it to kind of like spread over two days you want to do like a solid day and basically out of nowhere Tiffany kind of made a little group chat with us all in and was like let's do this let's all do one on the same day we kind of decided to do it on the 7th because all the other cities around the um, around the UK were doing it on that day and we were already part of a big group but yeah literally like that's how we came together we didn't know each other before we um 
we met in person physically for the first time two days before the first protest. So, so it's a bit of a mad one. It was all meeting together so quickly and now here we are two months down the line, basically conjoined at the hit together most days and organising more of them as an official organisation. So, yeah. That's amazing. And you know what? In life, you never know who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not be your best friend or anything like that. So, but you guys are definitely very good together. Every time I've seen you guys, you work together. So I, I really, I really like that. Tiff is my little cousin. So I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I watch all of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the first event I thought was absolutely amazing. Um, we had so many people there. Mm-hmm. And I swear, if any of you had told me that there was over 10,000 people there, there's no way I would have picked up the microphone the first time. <laughs> oh, there's only a couple of thousands. It's all right. They're not going to remember me. And somebody shouted Mrs. Halifax at me. And I said, here we go. I need to be out of Bristol. You're getting too comfortable with me. Um, but no, it was amazing. And even like the aftermath of everything that happened and mm. we're talking and the way there was like a ripple effect, not just in the UK, yeah. but outside of the UK to our Americans, brothers and sisters that, you know, we are standing in solidarity with. Statues mm-hmm. are being taken down. I know none of us were actually there when that happened and I don't want to dwell too much on that because I feel like a lot of people took away um, the beauty of what happened in Bristol and turned yeah. it into something incredibly negative mm. and I've had trolls I don't know about you guys but I've had trolls from the whole thing with the statue I was like yo I wasn't even there but I'm glad the statue has gone like chill out yeah literally <laughs> the, the amount do of you actually that we even know who this guy is like do you even know his history to start with. Mm, in it. No, it's like no one even really like took notice of him before. I don't think anyone actually went to the statue to look at it before. And now everyone's like, oh, let's respect our history. Like, no, you didn't care about him before, so you don't care about him now. Exactly. Yeah. I, I felt the exact same way and I just blocked and deleted some people. But now that you guys are like a solid group, you're part of an organization, what are your plans? What are you guys looking to do? Obviously, we're just really hoping to have more protests. Um, we're looking for doing a march for our next one, but I guess as a group, we can all agree that we're still sending a message through social media and through doing interviews and podcasts like this. We don't want the conversation to end. So in any way possible, you know, we're going to get the word out, whether it's us doing it through Instagram or us speaking to people like you. Fantastic. That's amazing. And yeah, I've, I've enjoyed all the protests so far and I've been to different ones. And I know when me and you were talking, Yvonne, you were talking about having like the queerness side of it as well, which is obviously me to a T, as queer as they get in every sense of the word. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I really appreciate that because one of the issues I have had with the Black Lives Matter movement, and I've mentioned this in one of my podcasts, is that while you may go onto their website and say, and it says, you know, they're all inclusive, okay, mm. where are you when our transgender brothers and sisters are dying? Because like I've always said, before anything, we are black. And as long as you are black, what does it matter who's in your bed? 
yeah <laughs> like what does it what like how 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 does it hurt you yeah who's sleeping with me but if i get shot you're not really taking it into account and that that's the one thing that really annoys me and that's the one thing that i've really appreciated with you guys' group is that you guys do stand in and openly say that you stand in full solidarity with you know the lgbt community yeah. in um you know in the black community and even the trans live matters protest i saw people from your organization there and they were talking yeah. and that made me so happy and there were black people and i was like finally there's a message going <laughs> you know you can be gay and black like it you don't just switch colors because yeah. you know your sexuality is different mm -hmm. so i really appreciate that but how did you guys come up with your ethos of what you guys want to do basically i think it kind of just came from wanting to include ev like like you said being inclusive and not even just with lgbtqia plus people yeah. like um different religions as well because of like um um uh, like awful events like what happened with shukri and people like that like it's the the name all black lives it says oh, black lives matter as much as we completely support them and we have similar views it does seem to often be cis hat yeah. black people and it's like no we're also talking about um gay like gay, gay black black men who often struggle with the whole masculinity thing and um i've spoken to a lot of black men uh, black gay men that have said the same thing and and about like black trans women and the fact that a lot of things that come from like uh, that white gay people appropriate is all from black trans women. So I think our our kind of main ethos is to make sure that we're including every single type of black person because it's not just straight black cis men and women that we're bothered about. It not even just women, it's straight black cis men really. We need to make sure that we're supporting our black women and supporting um, like black LGBTQIA plus people. And I think that's where our name came from because Black Lives Matter kind of allows for it to just be a specific type of black person or a specific category of black person. But by saying, by calling ourselves all black lives, we're talking about every single type of black person and every single category of black person. I completely agree with that. And you know, that's also including our disabled people, deaf and dumb, like you're black, that's, that's it. You know, that's, that's the way I see it. If you're black, you get shot, I'm going to make noise. I don't really care what's going on behind that. If you're treated wrongly, then we should be making noise, which I completely agree. I'm in agreement with Black Lives Matter themselves, mm. but it does seem to be very one way. And I find that all Black Lives, um, all Black Lives is far more inclusive and I actually yeah. feel more comfortable attending those ones um going on from there then so individually what have you guys individually or as a group what have you guys been doing since yes. the very first protest when everything just went nuts okay <laughs> um <laughs> working with uh... i stop being shy i promise I no, I just, i'm just waiting for someone else to speak before me because I, yeah. I, no, I always find myself talking over people so i like to give a second let people talk before me yeah so i've been working changing your mindsets which is in st paul's in the malcolm x center and we're yeah. kind of trying to develop some workshops for kids bame kids in st paul's and you know just kind of give them something to have a round on during a pandemic because often when you come from like a working class area or when you come from an underfunded area you know you 
you tend to drift as a group you tend to not entirely take the right like directions and do the right decisions which I know because I grew up in an area similar to St Paul's when I was younger and we're kind of just you know we want them to have somewhere where they feel comfortable and safe fantastic yeah that's really good and I'm sure you guys have been talking to a lot of important people going forward so where can we find all your beautiful faces when we're if we want to know more <laughs> you can if people want to find us they can um go to our instagrams and our facebook where all black lives briz on instagram and bristol rising abl on facebook fantastic fantastic so individually then what is you guys's plan going forward like after all this because somebody my sister and I were talking the other day and um, she said something that really resonated with me she was like it's really good that we're doing protests but obviously we've done protests in the past these protests I will admit feel different I can actually feel that there's a change coming because I think so many more of us are just fed up with everything that's going on so I can definitely appreciate that but what are the what are the plans collectively or individually going forward when we stop protesting, for example, or we die down on how many times we're protesting? Like, what are the actions being put in place so that we can have the changes that we're looking for? Um, well, we've recently, as an organisation, signed um, a letter that's from uh, UOB, a woman called Rebecca Scott, who you people might know. Um, and basically, it's to... Um, enforce this thing called positive action I think it's called where it means that a company can if the company's got like one black employee and they're putting an advert out for jobs it means that they can just advertise for black people so that's like one that's one thing that we're signing but realistically now that we're an official organization we can kind of sign all of these petitions as an organization and back these things up and that's what we want to do it especially with like Acorn as well like we want to back we want to back all of these community organizations because as a whole, All Black Lives UK can protest and we can show solidarity with each other, but each individual city branch can do our own things. So like Yvonne said, she's working with changing mindsets and um, and there's, there's so many different things that we can kind of like back up. Um, so even then when we're not protesting, we always get we always get messages from people going, oh, you've not done a protest in ages. Like, what, what are you actually doing? Well, actually, we're out here. I don't know. Yeah, like we're doing things like I'm I'm. Uh, we've been asked if we want to do a podcast as well so i'm at the moment like mapping out things like that so it's not just about turning up every once a month to protest it's about keeping the conversation going like like we're doing right now um talking about it people hearing about it is just as important as people showing up on the day Mm -hmm. so i think just keeping getting the word out keep on doing interviews podcasts doing things for the community raising money for the community and just doing things like that as well as doing these protests and business fairs and events that we are doing I completely agree with you because um, you might not know this, but I outed myself in one of my podcasts um, and I work in the banking world now. The said bank has come out with a, a little thing to say. They know because people in my bank listen to this podcast, so they know I'm out them anyway. So mm-hmm. nobody's been replying to my emails. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> So um, they um, came out with a, a status the other day. You'll, if I say the figure, you might know who I'm talking about, um, where they are targeting to have 
3% of their top senior positions filled by BAME people by 2025. Now, my issue with that is said bank has about 10% of its workforce as BME. Now, the title, first of all, says black. So it says like 3% black. So if you don't read the article, it is equivalent to what of, what of the population is actually black. So obviously people then came for me because I responded underneath saying, this is not good. And people were like, oh, but that is how many people. And I go, read the article and then you'll see what the problem is because the BAME community makes 13% of the UK population and 10% are working in the same place and you only want to put 3% of them in five years. I'm sorry. At least 6% of them have been like trying to get these jobs already. So where's yeah. those figures coming from? Yeah. So obviously out of them, they're not very happy, but I don't care, it's permanent contract. Good luck trying to sack me. <laughs> I love that. No, and that's the thing that we've got to do. Like it I think now it's about calling out your work, calling out your family, calling out your friends. Like it doesn't matter anymore. Like I'm so over people going, I don't want to get fired. Or I don't want to upset my mom. I don't want to upset my best friend. Like, no, call them out and block them. Exactly. That's and that's the thing that I I've always been like that, Tiffany would tell you. I'm yeah. I'm I'm very rootless from day one. <laughs> I I just I don't believe in making my blackness palatable for anybody of mm. any kind. I don't even make it palatable for my own family. Like I am who I am, that that is it. Even like from the queer side of things, and they've gotten used to it. So I don't believe in that. So even in my workplace, I've I've made it a mission to say that you can't. I'm sorry, that's a review. There's so many people saying this is amazing because actually I realised that they're not reading the article, they're reading the headline and the headline is deceiving. The headline yeah. may sound very good, but if you read the article, it really isn't actually where we should be heading at all. Yeah. But said CEO is leaving next year anyway, so not to worry. We'll see. I might go. <laughs> I might be one of that 3%. <laughs> and I think what's going to happen. I think the whole thing is a lot of people are trying to like make it seem like there's progress, like how they're getting rid of some TV shows off Netflix and how they're doing these things. That's not what we're asking. Like that's not the, like that's a good thing. Yeah. And and like, that's completely like missing the point. They just like to pretend that they're progressive thinking that it's going to be over. Like the, obviously this is a whole movement, but like the last time there was a big staple BLM movement was in 2016. And they think that it's going to close down again, like, like end again like that. If they just tell us that they're going to get rid of like a golden girls episode or, like, or something like that. And it's like, it's like, no one, no one Have you guys noticed um, on job applications now that you don't even get the description. You get this barrage of a statement saying we accept people of all races and everything. And I'm Which like, is not like you should have been doing before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that you have to put a statement tells me you're doing a tick spot ex exercise. It tells me you don't have enough black people because ain't nobody in my office putting out a job title and saying, um, um, but saying that, you know, we accept people of all races. Like, if I saw that advert on my workplace, I would absolutely lose it. They wouldn't even dare it because they know 
<laughs> of us to unite and come for them. They wouldn't even try that stuff. But I've noticed that the moment we start having the matches, all these jobs started coming up and we accept people of all races and disabilities. And blah, 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 blah. It's like, do you want a medal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Like all of these apps and stuff like Reddit. I, I'm a Reddit person and they changed their logo black and I was like, and Grinder and stuff like yeah. they changed their logo black and it's like, maybe don't change your logo black. Maybe don't put preferences like black and white and stuff on Grinder. Like that's not exactly. the whole, all of these, it's just so exactly. fake. It's so fake. It's so informative. Yeah. And no one's even talking about it anymore. Like it's, it's July, nearly, ne nearly the end of July now. It's been over like nearly two months. No one cares. No, none of these big corporations in the media are not exactly. putting on anymore. Like, it's, it's just a bit embarrassing. Like, if we're looking at what's going on in America, people in, like, Portland and places like that are getting, like, shot at by unmarked um, army people that Donald Trump has got together to make his own little army, and nobody's talking about it. Like, exactly. why, why, doesn't, why is nobody talking about this? Donald Trump has... <laughs> Donald um, Trump needs prayers. And I'm calling out to all my listeners, whatever religion you are, I beg you start praying for that man. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know, judgment day for him is going to be tough. Hefty. <laughs> He's got a list so long, life sentence does not even cut it on this planet. No. Absolutely. This man actually came out with his chest this week and said, oh, the death fatality rate in America is the lowest mm -hmm. in the world. And I said, wow. Congrats. <laughs> nah, nah, I guess what yeah. I saw last week an interview where he said, when someone called him up on police brutality and he went, but white people are getting killed just as much as black people are by the police. And I thought, where where give me give me the stats you're the president of america and you're not going to give me statistics you can't just sit there with your cheeto skin and your and your flipping cotton wool pad hair and tell me that <laughs> and tell me that these the white people are getting killed just as much and you know what you know what the worst part is if it is if white people are getting killed it's probably because they're white members of the lgbtq community or they're white women and people it's all well, they're being killed by their own people i don't exactly. think that either exactly, exactly. yeah and you know, and then the, obviously people like to bring the counter argument well, about black on black crime. Yeah, okay, but black crime, black is, crime is happening because I'm I'm black and you're black and I don't like your blackness. Mm. It's happening because we got beef. That's a different type of crime. What mm. we need to understand is there may be more white. I know in the UK, for example, there is more white people that go to jail than black people in a year. However, the percentage of black people in the mm -hmm. community compared to the amount of them that is going to jail is disproportionate you've yeah. got 13, you've got a community that makes up 13 percent of the whole of the uk and what mm -hmm. about 12 percent is going to jail what are you doing you cannot exactly. tell me that every, that every single person is actually deserving of a jail sentence which we know because we've seen those cases yeah. and this is what we're all trying to fight at the end of the day i've got a stuff is not even the worst one boris johnson <laughs> Boris Johnson. <laughs> he he needs some deliverance. <laughs> he's he's beyond deliverance. B, I just call him BJ. I can't be calling that man's full name. Nah, Don't I'm not having that name in my mouth. <laughs> he's like, all just a mess. Yeah, they really are. 
But you know the worst part, the worst part is though they try and make Boris and Donald Trump seem personable and like laughable because they'll be like, oh yeah, look at Donald Trump's hair in the wind, like his his toupee is falling off. It's like no, this man is violently racist, violently sexist, violently homophobic. He's also part of a paedophile ring and like yeah. all of this stuff. And it's like really, are you are you really trying to make him seem personable and friendly or a bit of a joke? Like this is yeah. the most powerful man on the planet. Stop laughing at him. Exactly. exactly and i think that is and they, you know what i got handed to them social media and the news they have they've played the game well that is the they fact have. That even i will see that man turn up on television and i'll i'll just laugh because he is a joke to me yeah you know but i don't forget all the dangerous things that he has done in the past and he has done but there's a lot of people who who will forget that because they just see him as an absolute clown and mm-hmm. then his is foreign brother bj is out <laughs> in his own business and then you've got you know out in china he's telling us he doesn't know where this videos come from and i'm just looking at the news going why am i watching the news today yeah because what information have i gotten that's gonna make me help that's gonna exactly. be useful to my community mm-hmm. and i think like also one of the things that i have started to notice this time around is that unity is becoming more important i felt like when we first had black lives matter in 2016 maybe one of the reasons it died down is that a lot of people veered off into different things that they were going to do but never actually like communicated with each other and now i can see like there's so many more people contacting there's people contacting me i'm contacting you i feel like if this was four years ago we probably wouldn't be doing this we'd all be trying to raise our voices but without collectively doing it if that makes sense yeah i feel like it's a lot more organized this time around i think and we keep bringing this up to people but i think it's really because lockdown happened people people aren't going to work people aren't allowed out of the house really and i think it gave people a chance to really deep it and really think and the only thing that was really going on around the world at the time was covid so i think people kind of thought right this is a break from that news let's focus on something else and I think people were also frustrated and like people were pent up in their house no one no one was feeling positive I mean I I don't think a lot of people were feeling positive about being locked in their house yeah Yeah. so I feel like people just saw people have a lot more time to read the news read social media and see what's going on especially the video of um of George Floyd like people got the chance to see that because no one's doing anything so i think right now i think we've all come like you said as a collective and now we're kind of i mean it's, it, it helps even more that we're an official group now ourselves because yeah. people are going to take us more seriously the first time round is just a group of five people that nobody really knew yeah. and and i think that didn't really benefit us but now it's like here we go we've got an organization and let's let them do it exactly and that, and that's what we need is we need people to stand prominent um within this to make things happen. And we are gonna see natural leaders evolve from this who, you know, this is their passion and things like that. My, my podcast was born inside of coronavirus as well. Yeah. I was working and then I goes, oh yeah, I can, I can throw on a podcast as well. That's no problem. And as you found out, I'm still emailing at like almost six o'clock in the evening, <laughs> as you do, but we move, but, um, no, I definitely feel the collectiveness because I was in Ireland when the 2016 one happened. I'd gone back for something else. And even then, 
although I always put Ireland as a, as a high regard, they didn't really do a protest or anything. Like, it didn't really move the way it did. Mm. I'm not saying that there's no racism in Ireland, but I definitely feel <laughs> a lot safer. I'll, I'll say that with my chest. I feel a lot safer when I'm in Ireland. I'm not afraid to call the police. There is definitely pockets of racism, so I could kind of see white people were not really moved by it, but... That video, I still to this day cannot watch the whole video of George Floyd because I cannot imagine somebody putting their knee on my neck and trying to take my life. You, you're gonna die. Mm. My spirit will haunt you for life. That's fact. And <laughs> I know that man, even if he doesn't go to jail, I pray the spirit of George Floyd attacks him violently. <laughs> next to him in bed and when he gets up to drink water in the morning he's just seeing George Floyd and everything and he just turns into a madman and ends up <laughs> in the institution that's the only other thing I can see that will make me happy if he doesn't go to jail but if he doesn't go to jail and leaves a peaceful life nah I don't think he will though I don't think this, this man cannot I I'm kind of in a predicament where like I want him to go to prison. So I don't want him to get the death penalty because yeah. I want him to live through that prison experience. I want to feel yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. And also, as we know, there's a disproportionate amount of black people in the prisons in America. So if this man is going to go to prison, uh, he's probably not going to last long. He's going to be getting, he's going to be getting fought. And, yeah. but then if he doesn't go to prison, he's going to get killed in public. Like someone's going to Yeah. His life isn't safe anymore, and I hope he sits down and thinks about that. Going, all these people hate what I did, so clearly what I've done is wrong because exactly the whole world cannot say you are wrong, and then you still think you're right. Like it doesn't make sense. You need to make that make sense in your head, in my opinion. Yeah, this is just but, a bit ridiculous. But then they don't even seem like they're that bothered because the one of the police officers was seen in I think it was seen in Target and he just yeah, did, I saw did that video oh. and, then, and did you see the one of the Brianna Taylor officers was on holiday with yeah. those two yeah, girls just... two, two women and he's like yeah 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 I'm on holiday blah 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 like do you not care do you, you're not bothered that the whole world is asking for you to be arrested but they don't care because they have been given a certain level of leverage within yeah, their they are police officers Exactly, and that's the problem. Yeah, and that's the problem that we have in the society is that the police. We've almost just taken slave owners and slave traders and turned them into police officers. Pretty yeah. much. Well, didn't the badge? Because I saw this thing. You know the police badge that they wear in America, the star. Yeah. It actually was what slave traders wore. Yeah. And then, or like slave collectors or something wore, and now it's the police badge, and it's like. How bait do you have to be to like to see this? <laughs> I know, and this is like the thing is like really what what are the police actually doing to help us? And I know I can kind of see the argument where people say they don't want to dismantle the police and things like that. Not in the UK, not in America. I'll be honest, because the police we've got in the, those places they don't need to be here. That's my opinion. What, what do they actually do? You call them three days later, they finally turn up. Like... Exactly. They're really, really silly. And yeah. even I had a situation where I had to ring the police um, recently. And I was point blank told on the phone, we're not taking the case on. It's not a problem. Sorry? Yeah. This is Once the thing. Again, I said it for us here again. <laughs> we want the police because they got to go. What is that? 
exactly that. it wasn't even i gave a brief explanation and they were just like mm, it's not it's not our issue um unless something else happens we can't deal with it and that was it they're just trash like <laughs> garbage mama like they're awful i literally can't i because obviously we have to liaise with the police a little bit for these protests and the stuff that they say is so rude basically i had an an argument with one of the policemen and then the next day i had to go in for a meeting with him do you know what he said he goes first thing he says to me before he even says hi is so have you calmed down from our conversation from yesterday i was like like, who who are you you to tell me to calm down Exactly. Like, go away. You, we're protesting against you. Like, you should be happy that we're yeah, like, We're not your friends. No. <laughs> we're not doing because this is law. <laughs> and, and the police are calling me every two days going, oh, are you, are you the organisers of this protest in Bristol? No, we're I'm not. Like, no. Do you see our name there? <laughs> no, stop calling me. I'm not your, I'm not your little, I'm not your little bitch boy that's going to tell you about all of the protests in Bristol. Like, this is not our mm. thing. I'm going to tell you if we're doing one so there can be a for you police there for safety if the EDL come. But no, I'm no longer going to be communicating with them at all. They're just trash. They believe that because we spoke to them like one or two times, we're like their best friends, which we're not. We are actually completely against everything that they do. And they think they feel <laughs> to forget that. I think yeah. what they try to do as well is they try and get on your good side to try and mm-hmm. get more that information. That is what the officers do. Because they're um, very nice to you. And you uh, yeah. That's it. Because even aside of having um, the It's a Bames Life podcast, I'm part of Black Community Rising. And um, they came over to us when we were at the last um, rally with you guys. And they were like, oh, you know, we're trying to get people, more Black people into our police force, blah, 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 blah. Wait, good question. You know, when we were at the protest, how many Black police officers did you see? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Continue. Zero. Zero. But two brown horses that should not need to be there. Uh-huh. Which, which, fun fact, they told me that there was going to be the same, maybe a slightly bigger police presence than the first time. Slightly bigger, I would probably say three times bigger. There yeah. was riot With vans. Horses. There was yeah. riot vans. There was horses. There was motorbikes. There was police that weren't even just in the blue PT stuff that they told me they were going to have. There was full-ass policemen there. And I was thinking, hello? What's the but point of me? What I don't understand is, though, what were the horses actually going to do? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, was like, you take someone with a horse, and then when, they, when you catch with them, then what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Like, oh, sorry, sorry. I, I'm not going to arrest you right this second. Let me just get off the horse. Let me, yeah. let me sort myself out. It's like, no, what are you going to do? There was like, there was like maybe like 2,000 people sat down on pink it, pick it, sorry, picnic blankets, listening to people talk. What, 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 what do you what need, what, please, what do you need the riot vans for? And I know. No, you're going to crease at this, right? So when I was talking to them originally, they were saying, so like, after the last incident, we have a we have a lack of trust with you because of what happened with Edward Colston. So is there gonna be is there gonna be anything like that this time? Like are you gonna burn yeah, down gonna burn trees? trees. <laughs> or or are you gonna they no no you should oh my god, right. He said to one of the policemen said to me, Are you gonna go outside the shell garage near the park because white people work there? And are you gonna burn it down or something? What? I was like, Where? What where where absolutely Do they feel to understand that? Two of the organisers are white as well. Have you killed exactly. them? Exactly. And, and the thing is, that shell garage or them trees didn't enslave people for thousands of years. Like, exactly. Where, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Wait, didn't one of them say that we were going to, um, what do you call it, destroy the school, the private oh, yeah. school? 
yeah, yeah. They were like, they were like, the school's nearby. You're going to go and destroy that. I was like, what do you think? A thousand people are just going to go down and burn down the whole school. Like, where, where is that? Where are you getting this from? Oh, and they said the motorway bridges as well. He said, are you going to go down and burn the motorway bridges because, uh, yeah, because we're angry? Nobody wants to go home afterwards. We just all want to chill in the park forever. Like, yes, that's our house now. I don't, I don't camp. That's not for me. I will definitely say black people don't be camping because <laughs> we don't, we don't really have our lives. <laughs> We have worked, our ancestors have worked for us to have homes. I'm not leaving my cozy four walls with radiator on whenever I want to, to go and be sat in no crummy little park and be sleeping outside under the stars because I want to say, I'm not interested. I'll see the stars when somebody else takes a picture. Thank you. I'm not interested. If it's not a Hilton, don't call me. That's it. <laughs> because I've got standards but yeah I mean all that that you're saying and then the fact that you know my case wasn't even it's not even being looked at it just tells us exactly what the problem is this is this is a force that is created to react rather than to stop things from happening you're not they're not actively helping our society in any way shape or form they really aren't. do better or be better which is what we're aiming for yeah. Then, like you don't hear anyone say, "Oh, firefighters are bad," or doctors are like you don't hear that because you'll never be in a situation where they are originally providing you. Because if that was happening, they are gone immediately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so and then we have other issues like the medical force, where you know my cousin, who is a doctor, and actually had to correct her lecturer once she was studying medicine because the lecturer actually stated that black women can handle more pain than white yeah, women. Yeah, we have tougher skin. Yeah, and she actually had to stand up and said, I'm sorry, if you stamp on my feet right now, I'm going to scream probably twice as hard as the white girl in this place because that's going to hurt me. It, we don't have thicker skin for you to be punching injections any which way you fancy, which I have happened to but me. That, but that statement does root back to slavery. It's what, yeah. it's what kind of with what they said it's kind of makes slavery look a bit more ethical yeah which is just so stupid that we can just handle you know tougher tougher working environments and things like that and it's it hurts when you hear that kind of stuff and you hear about people dying and you just think really this could have been avoided if you were just used your brain and were half a decent human being that's all i'm asking i'm not asking for your salary i just want you to be a decent person. Don't try and kill me when I'm sick. Exactly. And mm. it's just it's just a mess, and it's like embarrassing that I like read these stories about like white people doing this stuff. And as a white person, I'm like, I, I like I'm part of it, and that, and that's the, that's the worst thing. Like, we were talking on the panel last night that I was on about how as white people, like we need to acknowledge that we are racist and we are part of that system, and it's embarrassing to kind of have to do that but it's something we've got to do and like to see all these stories like yeah, even with these videos of like the white Karens in America on the phone like reporting people to the police and stuff like that like all of these things it's so like embarrassing that I'm part of this exactly and the one thing I have noticed now I've got um some good friends obviously who don't get don't panic when I mention the word racism, but there's a lot of white people like, but I'm not racist. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, that's not 
the fact that you say, but I'm not racist, and then go to make a racist statement is very contradictory and problematic in itself. If you're not racist, then you need to actually just start learning about your history. And this is where we need to go back to is, let's actually know what happened. Yeah. For us, because even within the black community, we've got racism. We can't deny that in any way, shape or form. We've got racism against black queer people. We've got racism against people who are black and disabled. Like it is, it's, it's horrible when you see those kind of things. And one of the things I said in my speech is the only way things are going to work is if we dismantle the problem we have within ourselves first. White people need to dismantle their white privilege within themselves first. Yeah. And then we can unite and actually start doing things for the community. Because at the moment, people are still trying to say, um, yeah, I'm all for it, not if you're this. And you know, the president of Barbados has now come out and said, if you want to come and stay and quarantine for a year, you can do that unless you're, unless you're part of the LGBTQ community. Sorry. That was, yep. That was the statement. And I was just like, why, <laughs> why are our own people so problematic? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like, I don't, I know not a lot of people like know necessarily the three co-founders of All Black Lives UK, but it's two black women and a black, um, mem a black man in the LGBTQIA plus community. And that's why we are also inclusive because if it was three straight men organizing it, we all know how that would end. Yeah, it would. And, and we have to be honest with that within ourselves because, you know, we can't expect white people to be our allies if we can't even be allies to each other. So the, that, that in itself needs to end and all that kind of stuff. But then also we then have leaders who people look up to saying things like, oh, if, you, um, if you're LGBTQ+, plus, you can't come and quarantine in our country. Mm. Oh. Make it make oh, sense. How are you going to know? How are you gonna know that I'm, I'm LGBTQ plus? Because I'm very sure in my passport, it does not state that I have to tell you. Like it just gives you the bare information that is needed. So how else do you know? Like what, is there a test that I have to do? I don't like, I don't understand how this is coming through. Like I'm very confused as to how they're gonna, like, I don't know, is, is there a center that you walk past and it, like detects the gayness? I, yeah, you're 87 percent gay. Sorry, return <laughs> to the UK. <laughs> well, this is—I'm not gonna lie. So I was looking on going on holiday with um, my ex last year, and we had to research. Like, um, obviously, I'm not black, but like, it's the LGBT side. Yeah. Um, we had to research countries, and there was this one country—I can't remember which was—that said that they, if they suspect that you're gay, they do this thing. This like. Um, I think it's like a like an anal swab to make sure that you're not Are gay. You? Yeah, they what? will they will do an anal swab on men. I on know, I've heard about this as well. I heard about yeah. this. If they if they assume that you're um, gay, they're gonna do an anal swab on you. Even if so, that doesn't even work because what if you're a top? You know what I mean? Like it it, it doesn't work. But <laughs> but some of these countries actually do that, and that's why it's so scary. Like, well, what what does the anal swab then? What does that find? I literally don't, like, make it make sense. Like, I, I, I really do not understand. I don't understand. Do we leave residues of gayness? And I, like, <laughs> I'm so confused when, when, this is the thing, and this is where I always tell people, 
when you're hearing something, just because somebody is a leader or the top of something, it doesn't mean what they're saying is 100% right. You need to actually deep what they're saying. You're saying to me, if you suspect that I'm gay, you're going to do an anal swab. Okay, but what does that anal swab then prove? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like what? What are you going to do with that information? Like, most people, I would like to assume, will have a clean bum anyway. So I don't really know what you're trying to figure out. Like, I, I'm very confused. Do you know what I mean? It just, very... It's just like baffling, isn't it? Like some of the shit that people come out with and do, it's just, it's <laughs> bad because we're laughing about it and it's actually really like deep. But like, it's so laughable that the yeah. stupid stuff that these people are coming out with. And it's like, really? Like yeah. you're, you're grown and you're in this power leadership position and you're going to do anal swabs? Like, Exactly. Put that money into the poor people in your country rather than swabbing my bumhole. Like, come on. Exactly. That this is that this is what needs to happen. And then, you know, you can't come into this country if you're gay. Okay, but like how is there some sort of censor that you like when we're listening to this, I always tell people, don't just react straight away and start typing on on, you know, Facebook and Twitter and everything. Actually hear what the person is saying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hear what they're saying and then think about it and go, right, okay, so if I, as a straight person, was in the shoes of this other person and they said that they were going to do a swab on me, how are they going to figure out that I'm straight? Put it into perspective. If it doesn't make sense for you and you're not part of that community, nine times out of ten, it's not going to make sense for the people that they're trying to do it against anyway. Exactly. So that's like common sense but there's a lot of people who are you know keyboard warriors and happy mm-hmm. to just start tweeting and I've had many people you know do that to me when I put a post up and come at me with a barrage of nonsense and I'm just like honey if you want to be schooled that's absolutely fine but you go and pay me because this brain is not <laughs> in it it's just but- it is crazy and um it's been great talking to you guys and and, like getting some of this stuff out there and i know not all of you are here and yvonne had to go um because she was doing something so i do want to say thank you to you guys again i want you guys to tell us who are the members of um all black lives bristol where we can find you guys what your handles are and if you want to share your personal ones as well that's absolutely fine okay right so we've not here with us today we've got sam little so he's part of our uh, our team as well and we've got lisa Bilal, who you've probably seen doing the amazing speaking at most of the protests kind of the little the little bits between each thing um yeah so our instagram is all black lives briz um all one word um and our facebook is bristol rising abl if you're not in bristol we have um all black lives uk which is our main Instagram page. And they're on Twitter as well with the same name. They're protesting every single Sunday. You can find our demands there. You can find some stats there. And you can, you can kind of meet our, our team that's all around the country as well. And um, we've got a protest uh, in Manchester as well coming up on the 2nd of, um, of August, which our Manchester branch are, are doing. Um, but yeah. That's amazing. And what are some of your demands? So that's very important. Let's, right. let's, let's talk about that. Let me get them up. Let, give me two seconds. Here we go. So our demands are 
The first one is to commit and uh, commit to ending racial discrimination in the justice system, which includes scrapping Section 60, which is stop and search, and ending the racialized war on gangs. Then our second demand is substantially reform the education system. Our third demand is commit to ending racial health, health disparities, which includes um, looking after black women in healthcare, which is obviously a big issue. Our other demand is implement the recommendations of all the reviews already undertaken by the government, including Windrush, uh, the Lamy Review, Timson Review, McGregor Smith Review. And then we're, our final demand is stand with the black community in the USA and our, and, and because obviously at the moment that seems to be the forefront of, um, of the issue. So we just want to stand with, stand with the people in America and, and keep it going to he keep their voices getting heard as well because their media seems to be shutting everything out so yeah, yeah. i have noticed that and i think um there's more pressure being applied because the rest of the world is reacting as well so there's a lot of pressure on america now to start acting properly yeah whether we get there or not with uh bj's younger brother i don't mm. know <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but, you know, the pressure is there and I think we definitely need to keep keep on top of it and just sit on their necks until they crack, basically, you know. And yeah. I am really, really happy to see that um, I noticed on you guys' page that you promote black businesses as well. Yeah. And there's a lot of black businesses starting to arise. Businesses that I, I knew were already there, but they're now starting to actually have more followers because people are interested in what they're doing they're no longer just you know just going to wherever they used to go they're actually buying from their own which is really good and one thing i will definitely say to all pe people that are listening um buying black does not mean you're going to get it cheaper let me make that very very clear because you have to remember that we do not have the same capacity as our white counterparts to get the kind of discounts that they're getting. We don't have the same kind of space to order things in the same amount of quantities that they would probably get. So we do have to be prepared to spend a bit more. But again, yeah. the black pound is worth 300 billion pounds in the UK alone. So I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It, only 5% of that is being spent in black businesses. How are we expected to grow? We need to start spending that money on our own in order to see the changes that we want. It does come from with, from ourselves. So again, I want to thank you guys for coming on. It's been absolutely amazing having you guys on here. Um, give us YouTube's um, Twitter or Instagram handles if you want to. Where can we find you guys? And where when when next are we coming out for the fight i'm ready so it's probably going to be the first week of august uh, or maybe the second week of august we're, we're trying to do them every three or four weeks um weekend of august because i'm going to london i'm just saying well <laughs> there'll be what there'll be one in london so if you're down in london go down to the london That's one true, true. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah no we're trying to do them every three or four weeks next time it's going to be a a march again we're going to kind of flip it so every every two protests we'll do we'll do a march and then we'll do like more of a i don't want to say the word event because the council don't like us using that but event um yeah. and yeah but we're going to flip sitting it down protest. yeah a sit, a sit sat down protest with a business fair and a stage yeah, yeah. there we go no no raised platform anyways a raised platform not a stage sorry yeah a raised platform is what we have to call <clears> it oh jesus <laughs> Talking absolute nonsense now. <laughs> <laughs>
But that's the council for you. That's amazing, guys. And where can we find you? And if my... you go on our All Black Lives Briz page, our Instagram handles will be there. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you heard that, guys. They're not going to give you all the answers here. You actually have to listen to the whole episode and actually go afterwards and find it. So that's one period. And you guys know where to find me, obviously, which is It's a Bane's Life on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, and um, Instagram. It's a Bane's Life podcast. Um, you'll find me on Mose Isi, which is M-O-S-E underscore I-S-S-I-E on um, all my social media as well. Do not add me on my personal Facebook page because I won't accept you because I don't like, I don't like people <laughs> on that page. In the story. I only have people that will give me good news on my Facebook page. Nothing else on there. Um, but it's been amazing having you guys, and hopefully this is not the first and the last time. Hopefully we'll be able to do this again, maybe in like a couple of months to see where we've progressed and see what everybody's yeah. doing. You know, we might even have some sponsors. I'm doing a little work in the background. You know, trying to secure the bag. Scott, yes, we're gonna do that. <laughs> we can't be shy about it people we're all out here trying to secure the bag anybody who's getting crazy and saying oh, I don't like all that kind of stuff happening you obviously got money to be burning from somewhere you've obviously got a money tree mm-hmm. in the back of your house well done to you I don't so I need to secure the bag <laughs> exactly make sure you follow subscribe all the usual things people and also make sure you actually start giving me the thumbs up on apple because i can see you guys are subscribing and you're not even leaving reviews what the fuck is wrong with you you need to use <laughs> the hashtag it's the bames live podcast so we know that you're actually listening don't be listening in secret nobody's talking anything dirty here if you're scared to tell people that you're listening to it's a bames live podcast then you need to check yourself that's Mm-hmm. Don't DM me saying I loved your episode. Put it on your Instagram story so I can put it up for you as well. Give us a like and a follow so that we can get more people in on it. But yeah, again, thank you guys so much for coming on. I really, really appreciated it. Uh, yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate the platform. Thank. Honestly, that's what it's here for. The platform isn't for me. It's for everybody else to raise their voices and stand in unity so i'm really happy that you guys accepted the invite and that you came and yeah here's to another one i'm toasting my imaginary future champagne when we have ended racism yes (laughs) (laughs) fantastic well thank you everybody and yeah see you guys next week Bye. bye